This podcast is being brought to you by the World Games. Go to their website at TWG2022.com for tickets, vendor information, volunteer opportunities, and more. Birmingham Wiki says that Carol E. Clark, what does the E stand for? Evangeline. Carol E. Clark is the project director and community development specialist at Corporate Realty. As part of her role with Corporate Realty, she is the acting general manager of Southside Development Company, a partnership between Corporate Realty the Housing Authority, and other property managers. Clark attended Wilkerson and Scott Elementary Schools and graduated from the almighty Ramsey High School. That's right. She earned a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering at the Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta. She worked as a staff engineer for Brooklyn Union Gas Company in New York from 1999 to 1993 and later worked for H.J. Russell and Company as a program management consultant. While working there, she managed the Birmingham events of the 1996 Olympic Games. In 2000, Clark was hired as Chief Administrative Assistant for Capital Projects. She was promoted to Director of Birmingham Department of Economic Development under Mayor Bernard Kincaid. She continued in that role after Larry Langford took office in November of 2007, but left to accept employment at Regions Financial Corp. She was succeeded by Tracy Morant Adams. Why they got all this on your other people on your thing? Well, I haven't edited it, so <laughs> that's okay. We give Tracy her props. Yeah, I love that but it's women's crime. it's women's That's history month. I was the first female yeah. economic development director. Yeah. I loved it too. And um in two thousand twelve Clark was appointed to fill the unexpired term of Ed Maddox on the Birmingham Board of Education. I forgot that fact. You know what? I'm listening to this and I'm going, Is that my life? Isn't that something? It's, it's like weird. I like <laughs> I like going to Birmingham Wiki because, like, it's what somebody else wrote instead of, like, your bio off of your website or something like that. Right, right. So, you know, it's a little, you know, throws a few extra kind of meandering, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to, it it meanders sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was. I think it's because they want to drop other names so they'll have other clicks. Yeah, I don't know other keywords or whatever. That's what. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know that was a long ten months. But yeah, yeah, I did that. You did. Then you were appointed by the Birmingham City Council to serve on the land bank. You've been the chair of the board for Create Birmingham. Served on the boards of Jefferson County Memorial Project, Rev Birmingham, 
Neighborhood Services of Birmingham, Birmingham Industrial Development Board, Urban Impact, Aletheia House, Taste of Fourth Avenue. Get out of there. And the is Birmingham Museum of Art. Is it that is. all on there? That is making me so tired. It is. It is. Then you qualified to run for the open city council seat in the 2021 Birmingham municipal election where you won. Congratulations. Thank you. And I gave you the hardest time because you weren't returning my calls. (laughs) Remember, we talked about it on the phone and it turned out I had the wrong um, phone Phone number. Because I'm like, when have I not returned to your call? Like, look at these clips. What, Evan? Look at these little cute pictures of you over here. I love it. Okay, I can't see those, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're telling the truth. They're cute, right? Okay, Miss Carol, tell me a joke. Well, um, you know, trying to find a joke that can play on the air is a little tough. <laughs> but I love jazz, so my I've got a jazz joke for you. Okay. Why did it take the amateur jazz singer so long to get into her house? Why? Because she couldn't find the right key. Oh, that was good. I like that one. No, I do. I love it. I promise you. I I would have no problem telling you if your joke sucked. <laughs> I promise you. But you and heard, I really like that. I like that you one. Know, that was you, a good one. When you tell a joke and somebody goes, that's good, and they're not bent over laughing, <laughs> it's kind of like, really? No. Okay. Well, what what it is is, I especially since you know, you know my laugh, you know, but I have to be a little measured because I was getting too loud in the microphone. <laughs> So, so I'm, you'll see me backing up and trying to hold it in. But I'm okay. telling you, I loved your joke. I All really, right. really did love your joke. Um, what made you run for office? Well, you know, as you and Birmingham Wiki pointed out, mm-hmm. you know, I've got this penchant for community service. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's just a thing that I'm about. Yeah. And, and I've been quietly about it really most of my adult life, um, just finding ways to serve. And and through service, you know, you get connected to issues in the community. And then I've been fortunate that I've, I've been able to be in professional roles and volunteer roles that all allow me to do community development. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, what it's about. So... Um, when I heard that Stephen Hoyt was not running, because I, it never crossed my mind to run against Stephen Hoyt, mm-hmm. you know, who's someone I've, you know, he's a former colleague of mine. Sure. When I was director of economic development, he chaired the economic development committee of the council. So we worked together and, you know, I was a constituent of his mm-hmm. and it just never, you never crossed even thought my about mind it. Right, until right. he said he was not running. And I was thinking... Well, we need somebody good to run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, a person that I worked with closely in, in my neighborhood was considering a run. So I was going to back off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and we just talked about it together. And um, she wanted to go for it. And I was like, okay, well, we got somebody good to run. Okay, okay. And she called me over the Christmas holidays and said, you know, 
I prayed about it and prayed about it, and I really think, you know, you you it's a better time for you to run, and it's really not right. She didn't feel like it was right for her family at this okay. juncture, so she encouraged me to run. I was like, "It's so it had, it had gotten so far away from my mind at that you point. You had kind of left it. I had left the idea, yeah. and so I had to really realign with the idea, you know. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't warm to it right away, but the more I thought about it, you know, it just seemed right. Yeah, and um, I didn't know who else was running. Mm-hmm. I just got in there. I just, you know, the first call I made was to Chris Mosley, Spike. Really? Yep, because I was thinking. That doesn't surprise me. I don't I'm know just... a whole lot about politics. I mean, you know, I've been in yeah. in government. Yeah. But I've known you to be about politics, but yeah. I've not known myself to be about politics. Yeah. Not for real. Yeah. You know. So I was thinking, who do I know who knows this arena? Right. And is a is a friend who will tell me the truth. Yeah. And he was so excited till it got me excited. Yeah. You know? So it, it really helped that that was my first call. Well, I'm glad you brought him up. <clears throat> this past weekend, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but he reached out to me and he told me how proud he was of me doing this podcast. And so I want to lift his name up as well. Yeah. And I mean, just as somebody who has always been what you just described, positive um, about his business. He, you know, I mean, this, I tell you, I learn a lot from the people I'm around, Mm -hmm. you know, um, let me say that a different way. I don't le- learn a lot from the people I'm around. Very few people I learn from. And he is somebody I learn from. Like, I give him his props. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously speaking. like Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I first met Chris, this is so funny. Because when I came into the mayor's office in 2000 under Kincaid, uh, Lee Loader, I believe when... Kincaid came to the mayor's seat, mm-hmm. Lee Loder backfield. And so Chris was an assistant to Lee Loder. He sure was. And this is all the District 8 lineage, the city council lineage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Kincaid and then Lee Loder and then, of course, Hoyt. For a brief minute, um, we had Frank Adams. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I didn't know it then that I was going to be succeeding these people in yeah. this seat. But uh, Chris, Frank Matthews, and I would talk on the phone like every night. Yeah. And we I don't know what we talked My about. My other teacher. I don't know what we talked about. But we formed a bond mm-hmm. in those early days, in my early days in City Hall, which were also Chris's early days in City Hall. Mm-hmm. And we would be on the three-way just talking, 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 talking. And... You know, again, new to politics, which is definitely what I was in. And, you know, just a little naive at that point, but uh, developing relationships with people who would, I mean, to this, both of them got me elected. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though we haven't had close, I mean, like I haven't had close connections with them over those 20 years, but that bond we formed back then, you know. They showed up for me 
And then there was one other person that I just would feel remiss if we didn't reminisce over just a second. Okay. Wash Booker. Oh, my beloved. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Between Wash, Wash taught me the most. I mean, like that's, that's my political godfather, if you will. Well, I don't know if uh, Charlie Waldrop told you, but I sent Charlie a photo of a, like a, a vanity plate mm-hmm. that said Wash Booker for City Council. Really? And I had it on my whiteboard because I felt like if Wash was here, the people wouldn't be taking down my sign. <laughs> right. Wash, Wash would be taking down their signs. <laughs> I was like, okay, Wash, you know, they, they messing with my signs, man. So, you know, look out for me now. <laughs> I was, it was so funny, and it was just the way I made light of it, you know. I was like, I got Wash on my team, so, you know, they can mess with my signs all they want to. Yeah, well, I tell you, I miss him so much. And um, and then you brought in the last night. I mean, like, between Wash and, and Charlie Waldrop and um, and um, Frank Matthews, you take you, you take them out of my history, I don't know anything. I mean, those those were my... They taught me everything I know. Seriously. Well, it's so funny because I've known these people, but I didn't know them really for any political purpose, mm-hmm. you know, until I ran. Mm-hmm. But they were just people I knew. I came to know by being in government. Mm-hmm. And and the same with you, Pi. You know, I, can I call you that? Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, I was thinking about how do I know you? And you know, what do I think about you or what am I, you know, what is our relationship? Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's, it's always, you know, I've, I've always considered you someone, you know, politically astute, but not in a threatening way. Uh, we've always had good camaraderie mm-hmm. and, you know, just uh, a good friendship yeah. um, over the years, but not seemingly related to any political agenda. No. You know, even though I knew you were political. Right. In fact, I remember interviewing for the Waterworks Board one time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was naive. I'm thinking, you know, hey, I've been a utility engineer. I, I just didn't know. But anyway, you were in that interview. And I was like, why were you in that interview? <laughs> and you were sitting there. But you were like, Carol, why didn't you tell me you wanted to be <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know I needed to tell people. I thought. Anyway, you live and you learn. But you live and you learn. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, we'll leave that at that. Yeah, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> Let's take a minute to pay a couple of bills, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more to my friend and the city councilwoman from District 8, Carol Clark. Searching for some delicious barbecue and soul food. Get some at Birmingham's Best at Rib It Up, located at 831st Avenue North. Call and order today at 205-328-7427. That's 205-328-7427. We'll do uh, this or that in a minute. What were you about to say? Well, you know, I was just thinking about when I first won elected office, our first conversation and, you know, pretty heavy on my heart was this this crime issue and just you know I made it through the campaign season with whatever my thoughts were about what we could do 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm talking to you. Do you remember what you said? Because what you said replayed in Say my head. Say exactly what I said and stop writing on the table. You said there's nothing we can do about it. Right. And that, that played in my head over and, and you, over and over again. You said, what What did you say? I don't I'm remember trying, what I you, said. You said something to the tune that, um, you know, if we changed, there were things we could throw at it. You, you said you well, are. Okay. Okay. So what I've been thinking about was sort of the way that we took care of our communities, n- not even 20 years ago when I was in the mayor's office. You know, mm-hmm. we had partners in neighborhood growth. The city was stroking a big check for the youth athletic programs and public housing. We had the midnight basketball. The and youth had, services had the lock-ins. And you had responsible had parents schools. that needed some help. Right. We had community schools. I we know. Had, you had, but you had parents that just needed some help. These days, these parents are the problem. These parents are children and they have uh, uh they live in a rent controlled environment and they get you know money for food and they don't have to listen to mommy and daddy they don't have to do what anybody says and now you have these environments of 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 poverty that feed that mm-hmm. scenario you know when when our kids escape it look at the word i use they escape it but for the most part it's just a a very vicious circle that that they're in and so when you have a, a circumstance or a scenario where these kids are out here in gangs and mommy and dad well daddy ain't nowhere to be found mommy's not st- stopping the situation what can you or the mayor or the police chief or the sheriff or anybody else do with that, that child? Because if if I don't fear my mama, the rest of y'all ain't got a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now you have and and I and, and I wanna be sure that, you know, we make it clear it's not a scenario where civilians are out here getting killed left and right and it's a lawless society that's very rare and it's it's an outrage most of the times you have and these mothers don't deserve this i'm not saying it i'm not saying they deserve to lose their child but what i am saying is that they didn't do anything to stop mm-hmm. what that child was doing yeah, so so maybe people aren't equipped with the self worth, the uh, the the life skills, the tools. I mean, because you know we've been poor a long time, and and black people have been poor a long time. In fact, my mother my mother is a Depression era person, and she was like, you know, we didn't have nothing, but we didn't know we didn't have nothing because didn't nobody have nothing. So, you know. But we still had family and we, we had still family had culture and we had culture and we had a sense of who we had a sense of self-worth and we were striving for education and we really believed we could pull ourselves up. And, and so well, we could yeah. we could in, in, in at that time because you had Carol Clark, 
living on the block and you had Ivor Williams living on the block and you had George Harris living on the block of the same block with the single mama struggling with the kids and and might have somebody on drugs. But you had the best of our community around them trying to 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 and and so we had economic diversity in segregation absolutely so so we were racially um you know concentrated but we had but that was a good thing the economic strata correct and so when the black middle class left right that left concentrated poverty and and when you and when you have nothing but cop concentrated poverty the role models become the drug dealers exactly so Going back to the original point, this ain't going to change. That's not going to change. Um, Our ghettos are getting bigger. Well, I don't think it won't change. I just think it's harder. Frederick Douglass said it. It's it's hard, and I can't quote, but it's it's harder to fix a broken man Mm -hmm. than to build... Right. A strong child, something right, like right, that. Right, right, I'm gonna right, look right. it up in a minute. Yeah, I, know get the, it right. I know the But you know what I mean. So about. we gotta yes. invest in the kids, so that absolutely, so that you know, it, it may be harder, like say, teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, absolutely. But I, we can bring our children up. I we made just gotta it very wrap clear. Around. I'm not saying give up and throw them away and yeah. throw away the key or anything like that. But what I am saying is that um, we gotta start younger, for sure. <laughs> We got to start much younger as it relates to, um, hold on, he, he looked up the quote for us. It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men, uh, Frederick Douglass. So, um, you know, and I believe in that. And I believe we got to put resources in the right places. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it just it, but it just is what it is, yeah. you know, instead of this notion that we're going to fix it. No, we're going to get as many kids out of this situation as we can. Yes. We're going to give them the best circumstances and the best scenarios, the best books and computers and schools, the whole nine yards. And, and the but difference- it's a fallacy to think that some people you can throw money at them and they want a better life and they're going to do better. No. Right. And they may, but they may not. The, the probability. Education you know, is everything. And and I think that, um, you know, the research is, proves what one caring adult, the difference one caring adult can make in a child's life. And when we were coming up, you know, the caring adult was the teacher. I mean, it was our parents. Sure. If we had, if we were but fortunate to have the whole two, nine yards. Yeah, it was a whole community yeah. wrapped around us. But now right? the community is what? All the moms are between 18 and 25. The grandmamas are 30. Come on. Like that, that is not what we came from. That is, that is not who we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to make it a bad thing that, that, that yeah. happens. But when you have it all so concentrated, mm-hmm. when you, when you have th- th- 20 of those people on a block, that is a bad thing. <laughs> that's a very bad thing. We, you know, that that's all I'm saying. And it's like yeah. we have really got to start, you know, I know and, you and guys we've gotta, are. And we've got to wrap around. We've got to build community. You know, that, but how? That, but, listen, but listen, that diversity you talked about 
It exists in our neighborhoods now, but then we'll turn our nose up at the Section 8 voucher holder if we know who they are. We won't have the block party. That doesn't happen well, in, well, our, in our well, community. Well, no, well wait a minute. It does because I have friends who – okay, let me just tell you a story. So we were getting ready for neighborhood night out, and, you know, I'm newly – let's see. I was still running, so the election was coming up. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking – where are my friends having these neighborhood night outs? Mm-hmm. I want to go and and pop by, mm-hmm. you know, election days coming up. So I called one of my girlfriends and I said, are y'all doing a, a national night out? She's like, no, I don't want all those Section 8 people coming to my yard. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, their children need to know you. But what they I'm, need to see you. I, I, I don't and disagree. So, and so I'm like, it's not inviting people to your house. It's having com- building community out in the street on a night that's dedicated. So and, and I've seen it with uh, Hispanic moving into the neighborhood. And, and we, you know, we're not welcoming. OK, well, but I, I'm just saying I, I that's agree. the same thing that happened to us when we moved into white neighborhoods. So we need to be welcoming. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you, but, but hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. People like me, people like Eric, are not moving into your neighborhood. The people with the Section 8 vouchers are moving. What I'm saying here is that our existing community, like the, my, the block my parents live on. You bougie. <laughs> you know, the, I, I keep hearing that. <laughs> but I'm saying the people, the you know, the 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 block my parents live on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the positive, upwardly mobile, middle class family ain't moving to South Titusville. They're not moving this uh, District Eight. They're moving to uh, Trust uh, Trustville yeah. and all that. So, and that's why I'm saying. So I'm not got, agreeing with, with so what you your gotta, friend you said. Gotta, you got to talk to. But, but let's just gotta, put it in perspective. to our folks to come back. And we have to build community with the folks Don't that we have. Don't nobody want to come back? On our block. Not, not my age or younger because they got to bring their their kids back to these schools. That's and, true. And, and so it's, 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 that's why I say you ain't finna do nothing. You're not going to fix this. You're not going to fix this. You, we can make it better, and you still got to put the money in place, but you're not going to fix this. We want to thank my dear friend, city councilwoman from District 8, Carol Clark, for coming. We got to have you back, if only to do this or that, but we got to do this debate all the time because we stay on the phone I hours love it. doing I this. I love it. <laughs> You you keep me thinking. I try. I try. We want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63 That's and right. UrbanHam.com. Amen. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.